It happens as you sit in the waiting room, nervously bouncing your leg, ready to walk into your first job interview ever. The resume in your hand flutters like a hummingbird. It happens as you stand in the back of the room at your first ever exercise class, fixing your ponytail and trying to look relaxed. And it definitely happens as you drive hurriedly to the hospital thinking, oh my God, this baby is actually happening. It is the nervous flutter of unknown in your body, the certain anticipation that something is going to happen. But since you've never done it, you don't really know what to expect. So many transitions in life have no manual or guidebook on what to expect, and we're left vaguely knowing that other people have pulled this off, so hopefully we can too. Healing from disordered eating is one of those journeys where nobody left a detailed map. It's all foreign territory. But not for you, because in this episode, you'll hear a detailed, real-life account of what recovery from binge eating looks like. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. Hi, I'm Mary Claire, and this is the first episode where you get to hear from me. While you're on your recovery journey, it can help to hear from someone further along. I've asked former clients to share what they would say to newer people just starting. In particular, I love to share this letter during the first week of our coaching program. It's a little long, but sit back, relax, and listen. Imagine this person speaking directly to you, reaching out a hand with some tips on what to expect as you break up with binge eating. So here goes. During this journey, I've learned that my relationship with food was really always a reflection of my relationship with myself. Most of the work I've done with Mary Claire has not only changed my eating habits, it has transformed my inner life. The way I think about myself and the way I interact with the world has completely changed. I went from binge eating four to five times a week to not being able to remember the last time I binged. I went from being too physically uncomfortable to work out to working out five plus times a week and actually enjoying it. From getting zero hunger and fullness signals, having no clue what kinds of food I actually enjoyed, and thinking about food constantly in the back of my mind, to getting clear and strong hunger and fullness signals, eating foods I enjoy and that make me feel good every day, and not really caring that much about food anymore. Looking back on my journey, I want to pick out some things I learned that were particularly helpful for me. The main thing is you have to act like you love yourself, even if you don't yet. A lot of my binge eating was a result of self-loathing. In the early days, when I was getting used to dismissing binge urges, it was incredibly hard to sit there and stop myself. Part of this was because... I didn't believe I was worthy of freedom from binge eating, worthy of happiness, worthy of health, and an unencumbered life. I believed I didn't deserve love from others, so I ate to confirm that I was fat and weak and unlovable. 
I desperately wanted to change this belief. So I decided that if I just acted like it wasn't true for long enough, maybe I would finally believe it. Well, apparently this strategy actually worked. I would tell myself, no, I do not want to do this to myself. No, you deserve kindness and to feel good physically and to be taken care of. And every time I resisted a binge urge, it added to this reservoir of self-kindness and self-confidence. And it got easier and easier to resist the binges. This way of thinking began to permeate other areas of my life as well. I cut people out of my life that did not treat me with kindness. I asked for help and support and love from my friends when I needed it. I let people see my true self more often. And sometime in the middle of this, I started to love the person I was becoming. So even though in my mind, I always knew I deserved love, I was never able to internalize it until I started acting like I believed it. And I don't think I would have been able to stop binge eating without making this huge internal shift. Because it is a self-destructive behavior that for me stemmed from a lack of love for myself. She continues. Another thing I learned was how to recover from failure. At the beginning of this process, eating one bad food item could lead to an afternoon of binge eating. And one day of binge eating could lead to another three to four days in a row. I generally eat pretty healthy now, but a week ago, my lunch consisted of an entire sleeve of Ritz crackers with cheese. Before, I would have been pretty distressed about this. But now I know it is just part of eating normally. And I didn't have any reactionary eating after this incident. I just went back to eating my regular food at the next meal. A couple of things are really helpful for building this skill. One was putting things in perspective and having reasonable expectations. Most foods I freaked out over were not high in calories compared to a binge. And I had to let go of the idea of eating totally healthy. I noticed the diets of people I considered healthy and noticed that they eat imperfectly but their bodies naturally regulated. This process got easier as I began to build a regular pattern of eating. I had to do a lot of experimenting to find out what foods I actually enjoyed, how different foods made me feel, what amount of food is right for me at each meal. This took probably four months for me to establish a regular breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Finally, Practicing talking to myself in a kind and calm manner. Acknowledging destructive or illogical thoughts and responding to them with kindness and perspective. Learning to interact with myself in a more positive and mindful way helped me recover from blips in my eating. I also learned change takes time and practice. And things probably won't go how you imagine them. I'm in a good place now, but I spent a long time feeling hopeless and out of control around food. And I also spent the better part of that time actively trying to stop binge eating with no success. I had to try a lot of different things before one of them finally worked. I had to undergo a lot of changes internally before I was in a place for changes to my eating habits to be possible. 
I also didn't realize how important practice and consistency are. There are so many little actions that add up to create big changes. Every little thing I did to try and get better, like delaying a binge by 10 minutes, or stopping in the middle of a binge instead of finishing all the food I had bought, it was all important. It seems like a small action in the moment, but you have to start with something. And over time, all the partial wins or minimized failures add up and start becoming full-on wins and completely avoided failures. If I could tell my past self something, I would say, just keep doing what you're doing. Stay the course. Keep trying and you will be okay. And in the end, you will be grateful for this journey because it will give you more freedom and inner peace and confidence and happiness than you could ever imagine. And my past self would probably hate my current self for saying that and think, that is impossible. But this journey will always be an important part of me. I appreciate it so much now. And I'm so thankful I found Nutrition Loft and worked with them. I'm not sure if this will be helpful for other people struggling with binge eating right now, but I hope it is. And that ends the letter. In our Facebook group, client Laura posted, It was powerful reading about her experience. There was so much in it that I found to be profound, and I could hear myself in her wisdom. Another client, Monica, added, In particular, it struck me how she talked about her relationship with food being about her relationship with herself and how she treated herself. Also, she talked about the importance of loving herself even when she didn't fully believe she was worthy of it, and that she kind of did it anyway until it became something she actually embodied. And she also said that eventually she got to a place where she really didn't think about food all that much. I'm assuming because the rest of her life became so full and enjoyable. I feel like I need to read this letter again and again. It is amazing to hear what it's like on the other side of this. As a coach, that is one of my favorite points in the letter too. The part about loving yourself even when you don't feel worthy. Often clients talk about how they can get to a place where they treat themselves well and feel really good. And then, after a while, get frustrated about their weight and start dieting, only to kick off the binges again. One thing I wanted to mention about this client who wrote the letter, and I have also seen it in others, is that she recognized her progress mostly in retrospect. It wasn't as if she made steady progress and could see everything falling into place. She often expressed how she felt she was not making any progress. It was almost like when she let go of looking for tangible results and just practiced the skills we were working on, she got there. And she didn't even know she got there until some time had passed and she realized she was different. And the weight loss she had was more of a byproduct than a goal. Can you see where I'm going with this? Remind yourself often and early that the temptation to jump back into a diet will arise. But following that impulse likely means falling back into the arms of binge eating. One of the women in our group, whom I'll call Heidi, phrased it well when she said, In the times that I put all my focus into how great I feel, and how much better my life is without binging, without any connection to my size or weight, 
things slowly do shift. But as you said, I then get frustrated and feel like this is not fast enough and sneakily start to restrict and then binge. So the trick is to stay the course of choosing to feel well. A woman named Tanya chimed in saying, I'm thinking that this all really boils down to meeting our needs first. Hard to do if you've been conditioned to think and do for others and put yourself on the back burner all the time. Now that I'm an empty nester, retired, I have time to focus on my needs. Wish I had been more assertive 50 years ago. I can really relate to Tanya. There are so many things I have come to know as I'm getting older that I wish I knew when I was younger. At the same time, I think we have to recognize that various life stages come with their own set of challenges, and certainly raising children is one. A demanding career is another example. It has to be expected that taking care of ourselves in that time period might take a back burner. So I'm in favor of cutting ourselves some slack. We all have now, and that is a wonderful thing. It sounds like now is a good time for you as you have more freedom. So for you listeners, I'd like to highlight a few key points. One, you can act lovingly towards yourself even when you don't feel worthy of it. Two, focusing on taking good care of yourself and practicing wellness has to take priority over controlling your weight, at least initially, for you to break free of binge eating. And three, cut yourself some slack for not knowing everything or being able to solve this problem already. You are still learning, and now is a great time to focus more intently on this area of your life. <laughs> <laughs>